Hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul. I had to hop on and offer up a solo because honestly, I've been missing this. I have been releasing guest after guest after guest, and with the new cadence of every two weeks, I realized, my goodness, with the guests that I have recorded and the ones that are on the calendar, it could be like six months before I give you a little bit of, you know, my own life updates and let you know what's happening with me and, you know, as I'm navigating my awakening just like you are, uh, but I also really just miss this intimacy of, of being able to connect with you one-on-one and it's really where we grew the show so much last year and where we took off this year and... So I will find my flow, you know, to release guests and then to come on. My, my thought is, is maybe it's going to be like three guests in a row and then me, but I'm allowing what needs to be revealed, be revealed. That's a big theme in my life. It's a big theme, uh, for many of us. And it's certainly become a theme, uh, to honor the inner guidance and allow what needs to be revealed as, you know, part of what we get to deepen into, uh, on fire and soul. So here we are. And uh, it's not that I have anything profound to share. I just like, wait, it's been a minute. <laughs> and I just want to let you know what's been going on for me and what feels uh, really potent, very alive, really juicy. Uh, we've come a long way. If you've been tuning into Fire and Soul for, you know, for a minute, just to recap for those of you that are new, because I know we have a lot of new listeners and welcome, welcome is uh, in August of 21, I turned Fire and Soul on its head by like a 180 in direction in terms of context and texture and nuance of purpose of the show. And I felt really called to stand for truth. And back then it was really scary, right? Less people were doing it then, even though uh, certainly some were. And I was scared and shaking and it took every bit of courage and strength, uh, within me to, to share what I was seeing, share what I was knowing to be true. And, and, uh, anyway, it's been a wild journey. And then I, you know, was asked to take a pause last late September, took five months off, came back and it just felt like it was even deeper. And that's where I am today. You know, a lot of the episodes that you have heard over these past couple of months, they have been pre-recorded. And so some of them were, you know, from last year, November, December, and I don't know about you, but I feel like a different person. You know, the evolution is really increasing and expanding. And, and I mean evolution by like awareness, consciousness, um, inner knowing, intuition. And so (laughs) I feel like, you know, a completely different version of myself today than I was from basically last late fall, winter. And, uh, certainly now, I mean, we're talking, it's like middle May and I relaunched this show. What was it? Late February. I can't remember off the top of my head. It might've been early March, but even that, it just feels like universes away. And so where I am on my journey is, and, and this is something that I do feel compelled to share. And it's, it's two really important questions that I know I've posed before, but I want to get us or invite you to get really present to these two questions because I feel like there's a lot of, um, well, there could be a lot of denying, avoiding, ignoring, suppressing of these two questions because of the weight of responsibility is my guess of what would it have to look like 
in other words, what would I have to change? What would I have to do? What would my higher self have me do, say, and change? Um, in order to embody this with sincerity. And really, is there any other way, right? To embody is authentic. And it's the two questions are, who are you really? And why are you here? Why are you here on the planet at this time? You know, and, and when I, and I get really present to so much of the propaganda, right? And the divisiveness and the polarization that's obviously deliberate. You know, and you think about all these micro identities and I don't need to give you the list, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And somehow these, these smaller micro groups are finding comfort, right? Because one of our deepest needs as a human is to have a sense of belonging. And while that's a really big concept and very nuanced, I'm not going to go there now, but, but because of that, these curated false faux, um, sense of belonging, micro identity umbrellas, uh, are helping to evoke a sensation of that, right? Or a sense of that. And we oftentimes, you and I, if you're tuning into fire and soul, I can maybe assume that you can see this from the same lens of perception that I am. And it's, we can see right through it. Like it's so clear and it's so obvious. And I don't know about you, but my heart breaks just a little bit every single day. So whether it's a micro political climate or religious, um, climate, did I just say climate? I meant to say micro identity, but that's interesting because what was trying to come through now that I'm really present is these little ecosystems, these little mini ecosystems. And then of course, anything around climate change. And I'm not saying that that's not, uh, important to be looking at, but we also know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, falsehood around it and a lot of fear around it to gain control, right. And manipulation in the whole thing. And so, so these little micro ecosystems that we all have first are one internally, our thoughts, our beliefs, our emotions, our perspective, and the way that we be in the world, because all of those other things predicate it, right? Our thoughts becomes our become our beliefs, become our emotions, and then that becomes our behavior, which is how we be in the world. So it's actually kind of wild when you think about how really easy it is to change anything in our lives. It starts with our thoughts. But even before that, and this is what I'm I'm asking us to get present to, so just to actually close that gap real quickly, those ecosystems, the one within, then the one within our family dynamic, our communities, our society, our world, humanity, the universe, all of that, right? So there's all these different ecosystems and they all impact one another, which is why we are here learning to elevate our own frequency by learning to be with ourselves. And how do we be with ourselves? We got to know who we really are. And these micro identities are keeping us out of our power and out of our known, uh, awareness of truth. And so if I scan all the way out or all the way in, depending on how you want to look at it, in other words, if I tune all the way in, I know that I am pure energy, call it consciousness, call it light, call it an emanation of source, all that ever has been or ever will be but it's all energy. And so if, if I get really present to that, 
And I start to feel into that. It feels so vast and infinite that there's no way to contain it because you can't. Not unlike there's no way you could, you could contain the infinite intimacy and vastness of God, Great Spirit, Source, however you want to refer to that. By the way, I heard God being referred to as infinite intimacy by Dr. Mark Gaffney on the Luke uh, Luke, oh my God, I only know the name of the podcast, Luke Story, the Lifestylist podcast. You might be familiar with Dr. Mark Gaffney. He's also um, a, mentor, a mentor to Aubrey Marcus and Aubrey Marcus has him on his show quite a bit. And anyway, I just listened to this like epic, I don't know, two and a half hour conversation between Luke and, and, and Mark and it was this whole understanding of not only who we are and, and how it, how imperative it is that we remember that and we break ourselves free from all of the tactics to keep us out of our power and awareness of who we really are. But then, of course, that ties into um, us being an absolute sunbeam of all that ever has been and will be, which is God, the infinite intimacy. And this is why I invite you to get really serious, really devoted, really present to your sacred rituals, altar time, time in nature, prayer, meditation, journaling, not numbing out in the ways that we do so that you can open up that channel that is available to all of us with the divine and begin to commune. And that comes through intuition deep knowing you just have a feeling like this gut instinct it's how i live my life now it's just we allow ourselves to be pulled by that impulse by that access point of a desire of a nudge of a of a call you don't have to have it all figured out you don't have to know all the answers in fact the deeper that we go, the more that we realize we don't because most of what we think we know has been programmed into us anyway. So we're being invited, if not demanded, most of us, especially if you're listening to this show, to wake up, to wake ourselves up even more fully. And so I heard Marianne Williamson on a podcast with Lena Franklin. The podcast is called Medicine Wisdom. It's a really great show. It's fairly new. And uh, Marianne Williamson, I realize, can be a very polarizing figure. And um, I don't really have a lot. I don't have an opinion on it either way. I've met her a few times in person. and She was lovely. And, you know, man, try to run for president. I mean, I, I could never, you know. And so I don't know really what's in it for her or really what that call is. And that's between her and, and herself. But there was something that Marianne did say. And, you know, she's very emphatic. And I know I can be as well. And I, I really resonate with that deep sense of, of inner fire and revolutionary energy at times. And and what Marianne said with, with she was just the intensity of, of her tone, you know, it was just like, yeah get it and it made me tear up and it was like it's like she said it's like especially for us women the urgency is now like what are you here for and why you know it's like what are you really doing are you present in your life in this time that you're awake for (laughs) so yeah she got quite intense but you can't help but pause 
and be like, yeah, she's got a very serious point. And so we hear, we are here, we're at the precipice of what is going to be revealed in this tens of thousands of year old spiritual war that we truly do have the privilege to witness. And so how are we showing up in it, for it, as it? Because every part of what we say to ourselves, how we behave, what we do to ourselves, how we treat ourselves, how we treat others, which is always a connection there, right? Directly impacts the the vibration. I was going to say the vibrational. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm stream of consciousness right now. I was going to say that has a direct impact on the vibrational effect, the vibrational tone. And so the kinder that we are with ourselves, the more compassionate we are, more accepting, self-loving. Because when my love, when we remember who we are, we couldn't treat ourselves any other way. Pure spirit, a soul who's incarnated yet again for this time. So that begs us to really get present to that second question that I posed is, why are you here? And I don't know what that answer is going to be for you, but I can almost guarantee it's not to get caught up in some micro label, micro identity. You are vast and infinite in nature. So it's time to take your power back. And what is your power? If it's authentic power, it is pure energy, right? And so I want to offer something up for you that I learned from a guest who's coming on my podcast soon. We've already recorded it. She's now um, uh, gracing me by being a guest teacher in our current soul circle, my women's heart-centered community. It is just so beautiful. And I don't want to steal too much of Erin Kinney's thunder, but I will say this. She offered up a reclamation practice and she taught it to me live. Um, This was a couple weeks ago now on the show. And I have been working with this practice every single day, multiple times a day, and especially uh, as I need, right? And so I'm just coming out of... um, five back to back to back to back launches. I promised myself I would never do that again. It's so intense, but there were some things I couldn't avoid. And there was like, and what I mean by that is some partners and some marketing calendars. And so, you know, it just, it is what it is, but I will tell you here, um, May 11th sitting on the other side of some boot camps that I know I mentioned here that were just so incredible, so successful and uh, riding the wave of such a beautiful launch of our podcast accelerator. And I'm going to share about that um, as I begin to close. Um, I'm really grateful that I allowed myself to increase my capacity after going through like such an intense spiritual rehab of gentleness. When I say intensity, like such quiet, such solitude, such silence. I mean, it was like I was a monk for like 18 months, basically. And so then to go back in that fiercely, that intentional, that devotional. Um, it was definitely challenging a couple of days there, but overall, I'm, I'm really proud to say that my nervous system <laughs> stayed fairly nourished and I got rest and I was able to 
um, stay within a beautiful energetic blueprint and stay really connected in addition to my launches to those that I love. I used to think that when I was in launch season, nothing else mattered, like just get through this. And it was a lot of urgency slash scarcity, uh, energy. And this time, um, not so much, not so much except for the actual webinar days. And if someone was asking me to take care of a really big project that I'd need to be really present to, I'd just be like, oh, I think I need to do that to do that tomorrow. But anyway, so as I, as I come back to my, my point, which is coming out of these launches and being on the other side and being so grateful for where we are, um, Hmm. Did I lose my train of thought? I might have. You know what? I'm not even going to stop. It's going to be okay. But what? Because, oh, thank you. All right. <laughs> thank you. Oh, sometimes we just got to be patient and I'm not even going to edit this out because we're just so deeply human and doing our best at all times. Hey, so what I was going to say is this reclamation practice that I definitely worked with a few more times than just once or twice a day in my launch season. Uh, I learned from Aaron Kinney. I just love, and I'm not going to give it to you verbatim because I want you to learn it on the show. But so if you, if you get clear that you are in fact pure energy and that that is in fact your power and that where you're really fully embodied in your power can only happen in one place. And I feel like saying, what is that? Right. If I were running soul circle right now, they would pop it in the chat and it's like the now the present, right? It doesn't exist in the future and it certainly doesn't exist in the past. All of our power can only reside in the present moment, which by the way is also where our peace, our joy, our love, and our harmony is. And many, many other uh, qualities of, you know, the upper room, as Paul Selig would say. And so if you're feeling entangled in something that's not in the present, you're looping in a conversation that's either the past or one that you're about to have, and maybe you're worried about what you said or what could be said, or something feels confrontational, or you're considering making a change in work or relationship or where whatever it is for you, right? And so maybe there's some anxiety or maybe even tuning into the news or you've got some feels and, and some rage and some grief how couldn't you about what's happening in the world? And especially as you are witnessing the infrequency, the frequency and the heightened uh, uh, fear mongering that is coming down, um, it could be easy to get tripped up. And so if you're sensing yourself out of your power, uh, you can call your power back by literally saying something to the effect of, and again, I'm not going to steal Aaron's thunder. But basically saying I and then state your full name and then call yourself back to yourself. I call myself back to myself. Or you could say I call my energy back to myself. But if you're pure energy, it's even more powerful to say I call myself back to myself now. Now, there's another part of that that gets really powerful and we get into like quantum lifetimes and multi-dimensions and that is what makes it so beautifully potent, but I'm going to wait for that. And she's coming out soon in the interim, begin to practice with that. If you're snagged or looping somewhere other than the present moment, in other words, if you don't feel completely at peace, if your nervous system isn't feeling really nourished and calm, then try that on. I state your full name, call myself back to myself now. 
Breathe into it, close your eyes and really start to harness and embody the totality, at least from whatever perception you have in the moment as you're learning to increase your capacity to be with who you really are, right? Just allow it to be vast, allow it, allow to allow yourself to feel into it. And then that, my love, will begin to open up the channel so that you can begin to get some divine guidance around why are you here? Now, it doesn't necessarily mean to be tied into what you do for work or or do you have to start a podcast? Although I'm going to share about that in a moment, because if that's a call on your heart, I'm going to really encourage you to follow it. Even if you're scared or you have no idea what your show would be about, follow the call. It has been placed on your soul for a reason. True story, right? For everyone that's ever done anything that they didn't feel qualified or capable of pulling off in a way that they would feel really proud of or that would really reflect their truest essence, right? It always feels uncomfortable and awkward in the beginning. And it gets better and better and better over time with practice, with devotion. Anyway, so you can try that practice on in the shower, driving the car, although keep your eyes open. I, I work with it um, a lot in my morning meditation practice. I have a whole thing that I do in bed sitting up before I even let my feet hit the floor. Um, I do it at night when I work with my altar. And then, you know, just weave it in uh, to your daily sacred devotional practice. Just begin to, to get really present to what's really going on with why you are here. And the more that you are willing to face whatever is happening on the inside, the fears, the anxiety, that a lot of us bypass. <laughs> I got this. I'm good. And I can see the reasons why it would be terrifying to really, really look at it. But the more that we can look at ourselves, the more that we can be with anything on our path. And I know I've said that many times here, but it needs to be repeated over and over and over again until we get it. And so I want to leave you with a practice to consider adding in to maybe some of your other practices. This is another one that I've been working with. I have a lot. I told you I could come on every single week for a long time and never get tired of sharing new concepts, new rituals that could hopefully enrich your life and mainly open up the channel for you to hear the inner guidance pulling you forward for real. And so this one is a way um, in which you're going to open up that portal to the divine realm. And I like to do this one sometimes in the shower, sometimes in uh, almost every single morning and definitely as I'm going to bed, almost every single night, I don't skip. So I'm lying in bed. I've already done, you know, everything I need to do to unwind, which for me is I usually play a lot of um, high frequency music and I lay on the couch and I've got my amber salt lamp aglow and incense and candles. I mean, I I like to have a, a whole winding my nervous system routine down. It's really important for me. I don't like to feed my brain anything, no screen time, certainly no TV, of course, right? I'm surpassed 21 months of no alcohol, no TV, none of that. Um, just really allowing, uh, myself to just connect to myself, which means the divine realm. But anyway, so try this on. It's two questions. If you take a few deep breaths and close your eyes, and this is why I like to do it as I'm going to sleep and I'll, I'll be given a message every single time. 
but I'm going to give you some guidance on this, my love. So you would say to yourself silently, I love you. I am listening. And then you wait for what needs to be revealed. And oftentimes it's usually going to be like one or two or maybe three words. And the words will come through in what may sound like a really faint whisper. And some would say, that's your higher self. Some would say, no, that's divine knowing, that's God, that's source, however you want to refer to that. And some would say, but wait, I didn't hear anything. I I don't don't hear anything. (laughs) And if that happens, it's only because, most likely it's because um, the mind has just been so accustomed to being really busy and or really distracted and not really just like allowing yourself to get really present and slow everything down, which is why we invite these practices into our lives so that we can begin to connect and listen to the intuition or the wisdom. So if you try, I love you, I am listening and nothing comes, then just keep showing up, right? It's not unlike anything that we have become unconsciously competent at, which is the fourth stage of learning, which is the mastery level that's inherent in all of us. We just need to practice. We've been so programmed to stay out of our power, to stay in the mind, which is the last place that we have our actual true power, right? And so just know that. You can actually know that through the mind and then you'll begin to crack away the density of the mind or the unconscious so that you can make way and break through to the conscious mind, which is how we deepen into our self-evolution and you will make space, breathing room to hear what needs to come through. One, two, three words. Oftentimes it's something like relax. Let go. The other night I heard, you're doing great. And so for me, because I I do feel connected to the term highest self still, some have evolved past that, but I still love it. It's, It's all encompassing. Call it true self, real self, higher self, uh, divine self, sacred self. There's so many different ways to look at that. I'm not caught up in the term. And so I like higher self. And I, when I, I hear something back, which for me, yes, I've been doing this for a long time now. And and not when I say a long time, over 21 months. So still really short, a really short while for my, my linear time on planet, um, earth. (laughs) Sometimes I, lately I've been feeling like I'm in a lot of different places. It's been wild. A lot of, um, a lot of sacred geometry. Um, even in my waking daylight hours, it's been pretty wild and it's available to all of us. The channeling has been off the chain. It's available to all of us. Um, all of us have the ability to do that. What is channeling? Just downloading stream of consciousness and it comes in different ways, right? Different languages and different styles and intonations and um, context so that we can reach as many as we need to reach of the nearly 8 billion of us on the planet. Spirit is good. But anyway, I will hear things like, yeah, you're doing great. And I heard that a couple nights ago when we've, you know, we've been working so hard with so many different amazing team members behind the scene to pull off the podcast accelerator launch, which included our podcast boot camps, And we did a really big one with Jack Canfield and his whole team was just so incredible to work with. And so, 
you know, it was just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more than I was accustomed to for over 24 months, in fact. And so anyway, it was just so beautiful, right? To say, I love you. I'm listening. And, and who am I talking to? Higher self, divine self, God, I love you. I am listening. So we're learning to listen. It begins, it's, it's so much more than a, a prayer, of, not so much more, but it's different than a prayer of gratitude. A prayer of gratitude is just, yes, deep reverence, awe, wonder, thankfulness, like a child. This is, this is a different experience. You're in communion, so you stop second-guessing yourself, overanalyzing, and you just know, right? Or you need some comfort and some peace, and, and uh, maybe there was no one around, like in my case, of like, great job, well, look at you. You work so hard. And so it was so beautiful, just because I had no idea. It was like, I love you, I'm listening. You're doing great. You're doing great. Who doesn't need to hear that? Who doesn't want to hear that? When it comes from the the most benevolent. For me, she sounds very feminine. In this case, definitely. Anyway, try that on. And if it works for you or you get some sort of insight and you want to share, DM me on Instagram or Facebook. You can find me everywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Uh, Speaking of connecting, and especially if this has been a call on your soul, I do want to leave you with an opportunity to join us in the Podcast Accelerator. You know, this is a really special opportunity to bring your podcast to life, and um, I'm really proud of the evolution of this program. It's our seventh opening. Uh, We've been launching this since early 2020, and we'll probably have about 40 people is my guess, maybe a smidge less, smidge more, uh, into the program this round. And the podcast accelerator, I mean, it's called the accelerator for a reason, but it is the only done for you program of its kind. We, my uh, business partner in shine, Jenny and I, we literally produce and launch your first episode for you. And that includes your intro, your outro, your marketing trailer before the first episode comes out, your cover art, your podcast music that fits the vibe and tone and tension and vision of your show, as well as your show notes. You know, that's the description and overview that you read about any particular episode um, and what the show, you know, what that episode's going to be about. Our team of writers writes for Rolling Stone and Fast Company and Entrepreneur, so you're in really good hands there. And, uh, and we also write the description of your podcast with you, right? We're there to help you out on that. So we do all of that, but we'll also, um, we'll also share untold practices. We give you templates to promote your podcast like a pro so that you can attract ideal listeners and dream guests to your show. Now I know I shared this a couple of weeks ago, but it's a true story. There have been several listeners and two that come to mind off the top of my head, uh, Ashley Goner and Michelle Sims. They were just like you listening to the fire and soul heard me talk about this. We get into some DM conversations because they would like share and you know what they loved about a particular episode. And I love having the humanness in, in who's listening. So if you ever feel called to reach out with anything, even constructive feedback, I am all ears. And anyway, and so next thing we know, they joined the, the podcast accelerator. We call it the PA. They were like, I don't know what I would do or what I'm even doing here. Who am I to think I should be doing a podcast? 
And lo and behold, Ashley's like, I don't know, surpassed over 1,200 five-star reviews and two years of podcasting, weekly episodes, so devoted, incredible guest. Her show is called Uncover Your Magic. And we have Michelle Sims. She's been podcasting for now a little over a year, DIYing her editing. And her podcast is called Beauty in the Mess. And it's so incredible to see these women rise into their sense of purpose and to share their unique medicine along with the 150 other graduates of the PA. So if there's a call on your heart to share your message for all kinds of reasons, then head on over to the podcastaccelerator.com. Check it out. See if it calls. It would be an honor to see you inside this transformational journey. That's where everything began for me in terms of new direction of purpose and meaning in my life. The podcast came before coaching, it came before retreats, it came before me, you know, collaborating with any of the people who were my guests. It came before some of these incredible friendships, it came before me becoming a co-founder in the Podcast Accelerator. One podcast could change your life and business forever. I mean it. I love you. Thank you for listening. And I will be back on the mic with a solo soon. I've got lots of amazing guests coming up. Like I said, I'm going to release three. So week over week, over week, over week. That'll be six weeks time. And then I'll be back on the mic with you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And thank you again for taking the time to tune in. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.